And our New Testament reading today comes from Acts chapter 7, verses 30 through 50. This is a continuation of Stephen's speech before the elders in, in Jerusalem. Forty years later, in the desert near Mount Sinai, an angel appeared to Moses in the, in the flame of a burning bush. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight. As he went to take a closer look, the voice of the Lord called out to him, I am the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses shook with terror and did not dare to look. Then the Lord said to him, Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their groans and have come down to rescue them. Now go, for I am sending you back to Egypt. So God sent back the same man his people had previously rejected when they demanded, Who made you a ruler and judge over us? Through the angel who appeared to him in the burning bush, God sent Moses to be their ruler and savior. And by means of many wonders and miraculous signs, he led them out of Egypt through the Red Sea, and through the wilderness for forty years. Moses himself told the people of Israel, God will raise up for you a prophet like me and from among your own people. 
Moses was with our ancestors, the assembly of God's people in the wilderness, when the angel spoke to him at Mount Sinai. And there Moses received life-giving words to pass on to us. But our ancestors refused to listen to Moses. They rejected him and wanted to return to Egypt. They told Aaron, Make us some gods who can lead us, for we don't know what has become of this Moses, who brought us out of Egypt. So they made an idol shaped like a calf, and they sacrificed to it, and celebrated over this thing they had made. Then God turned away from them and abandoned them to serve the stars of heaven as their gods. In the book of the prophets it is written, Was it to me you were bringing sacrifices and offering during those forty years in the wilderness, Israel? No, you carried your pagan gods, the shrine of Molech, the star of the god Rephan, and the images you made to worship them. So I will send you into exile as far away as Babylon. Our ancestors carried the tabernacle with them through the wilderness. It was constructed according to the plan God had shown to Moses. Years later, when Joshua led our ancestors in battle against the nations that God drove out of the land, the tabernacle was taken with them into their new territory, and it stayed there until the time of King David. David found favor with God and asked for the privilege of building a permanent temple for the God of Jacob. But it was Solomon who actually built it. However, the Most High doesn't live in temples made by human hands. As the prophet says, Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Could you build me a temple as good as that? asked the Lord. Could you build me such a resting place? Didn't my hands make both heaven and earth?
you so much, God, for Lord, and for love, sacrificial love, Lord, acts of kindness, Lord. God, we're called for this. Good morning, guys. It's Pastor Delaney. I pray that you're doing well today. I'm going to go quicker today. I'm going to try to trim this down from about eight minutes to about five or six. And I just wanted to use today to encourage you. First of all, by encouraging um, a couple of good friends um, who stepped in and helped me out this past week, uh, Dan Leonard, uh, for running my Champions Group, broke a filling, my tooth. And so he was gracious enough to step in, and hopefully you guys had a chance to learn a little bit from Dan. And uh, also Reggie. Both of them are doing wonderful work when we're out on the road uh, sharing champions. So thanks, guys, for all of your help. We couldn't do this stuff without you, and you're an important part to the ongoing uh, and evolving vision of champions. But um, you guys hear a lot when you're here at the, the refuge that uh, you're on this journey to uh, find your potential and that um, God had destined you for something greater than maybe what you were involved in especially when it comes to addiction or some of the things that go along with addiction consequences with that. So I'm going to give you five really simple truths. I want you to get a piece of paper out if you've got one handy or grab out your phone and, and, and just type these in because here's the point. You were created to accomplish great things. Uh, you have a very distinct uniqueness. Uh, I, sh I share this a lot. You're the only one that will ever have your DNA for all time. And so the Lord has built you very specifically for a very specific thing. And um, one of the things that I, I want you to understand is there are five really powerful truths in the Word of God that prove to you that even when you feel uh, less than, when you feel that um, you've missed the mark, when you feel that, um, you know, I really don't have a purpose, go back to what the Father says in his word about you and about what you're capable of and uh, some very specific things about you. And some of them will be real familiar. But the first one is is that from Psalm 139.16, again, Psalm 139.16, I want you to write this down. I saw you, this is the Lord talking to you, I saw you even before you were born. And every day of your life was recorded in my book. Every moment was laid out before a single day has passed. So if the Lord has, has orchestrated and ar architected a, a life for you, it most certainly wasn't designed to be uh, where we have taken it. The Lord is a gentleman. He allows our will to take the place of his will. But um, he has known us from the beginning. And he has uh, recorded what uh, is going to happen to us. And I know he wants the best for us. The second one you've heard a lot. Jeremiah 29 11 it says uh, I know the plans I have for you these are plans for your good not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future and so the bottom line is is that God wants to provide hope and future perspective for you he wants to give with you the best but I love this one from James 1 18 he says this he says and we that's us out of all creation now think about this out of everything that God has ever crafted or he makes a statement in James 1.18 that we are his prized possession, that we became his prized possession. So he's known us from birth, given us a hope and a future, and we are prized by him. He 
goes on to say in Isaiah 43, 1 and 4, he says this. He says, I have called you by name. You are mine, for you are precious to me. You're honored, and I love you. Oh, my goodness. So now not only has the Lord said he knows us, not only has he crafted a hope in the future for us, not only has he labeled us his prized possession, but now he's calling us his, and that he loves us, and that we are precious and honored. And so the last piece I want you to think about today as I close this out is that the last passage of scripture is Ephesians 2.10, and this is for you guys that are getting ready to go do stuff today, and everybody's going to go do stuff. So here's what you've got to realize is that we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do oh my goodness he's known us from the beginning he uh, has a future for us today a future that starts today as his workmanship to go off and do good things in his name even if it's you know just going to work and the time that you're at work you can always remember that when it starts to feel a little squirrely or it's not going great that you can remember that you are prized by the Father, that you are His, you are precious, you're honored, and He loves you. In the same way, guys, I love you. I I pray that you have a fantastic day today in the Lord, and I pray that you'll remember these things of just how precious and important and uh, treasured you are by the Father. Have a great day, man. And our reading from Psalm today is from Psalm 128, verses 1 through 6. How joyful are those who fear the Lord, all who follow his ways. You enjoy the fruit of your labor. How joyful and prosperous you will be. Your wife will be like a fruitful grapevine, flourishing within your home. Your children will be like vigorous young olive trees as they sit around your table. That is the Lord's blessing for those who fear him. May the Lord continually bless you from Zion. May you see Jerusalem prosper as long as you live. May you live to enjoy your grandchildren. May Israel have peace. And a reading from Proverbs is Proverbs 16, 31-33. Gray hair is a crown of glory. It is gained by living a godly life. Better to be patient than powerful. Better to have self-control than to conquer a city. We may throw the dice, but the Lord determines how they fall. Just to be with you, I'll do anything. There's no price I would not pay. No. And just to be with you, I would give everything. And I would give my life away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Just to be with you, I would do anything. There's no price I would not pay enough. And just to be with you, I would give everything. And I would give my life away. Yeah, yeah. Inside your head, you got a voice that sounds you won't get past this one, you won't win your freedom. It's like a constant war, and you wanna settle that scar, but it burns that beating, and you feel defeated. This goes out to the heaviest heart.